Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everyone. Oh, TGIF. We Hello. made it. We Hello. did it. Friday. <laughs> Steve is off. Janelle, yes, we are excited about the weekend. Of course. I don't even care if it's going to rain. I just want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Uh, so you just had in your news the latest scoop on these e-scooters for Ottawa. Are they going to live to see another day? <laughs> it looks like they will be back this year. I was kind of wondering because I was thinking like, you know, we're almost halfway through June. Where are they? Where are the scooters at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, they they will be coming back within a couple of weeks um, with some new rules attached to them because there were some major complaints over the last couple of years that we've had them here. Major. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it looks like they're going to be far more restricted this year. So this is basically the make or break year for the e-scooters. These have been a pilot project for Ottawa. And like we said, a lot of complaints, a lot of um, (laughs) just snags with the Mm -hmm. whole program. Uh, But the new ones that they're bringing in for this season are going to be smarter and plans to alleviate some of those major complaints. One of them being them riding on sidewalks. Yeah. I mean, when, like, they can go pretty fast. I tested mm. them out for the first time last year, and you do kind of like, nobody wants to just be like, zoom, yeah. <laughs> like, have somebody zip by them. I think you, people already get mad about people driving bikes on sidewalks. You're not yeah. allowed to have a bike on a sidewalk. So, really, why should you be able to have an electric scooter on the sidewalk? There's plenty of bike trails along most of our roads. Mm-hmm. So, that definitely makes sense. So the new ones won't drive on the sidewalk. Yeah, they just like physically and it's So it's, it's not it's not like they're asking you not to. They just won't drive. They'll shut off. And they have that good of technology because I can recall when I was on it last year, there were certain dead zones. True, yeah. In the mm-hmm. uh, you know, around the byword market, you just can't simply drive them around in there. The scooter will just like slow down to a stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I was super nervous on it. I was already like putting along like <laughs> I was afraid to go too fast because it's just like I mean, they do. They're pretty peppy and mm-hmm. they do use it but um like when you're downtown i mean there's just so many people and obstacles and bikes and you know everything like you just you feel like you never want to get out of control yeah absolutely so so the other major issue is and this is one that many people encountered when they were uh you know scooting around um is they would then run out of time and just drop it wherever they were. <laughs> or just so, like, oh, this is where I want to be, and I'm done with this. So I don't know if anybody noticed last year, but there were e-scooters littered all over Ottawa. You would see one at a bus stop. You would see one just lying on the grass, lying on sidewalks. Mm-hmm. They were everywhere, just abandoned. Even though the app actually had like a function where it said, okay, now you need to take a photo. Like, where are you leaving this? It wasn't supposed to be in a dangerous zone. But yeah, they were everywhere. I mean, sometimes they were parked out front of my house. <laughs> so now you're going to actually have to return it to a designated parking area. And that was what I always didn't understand, how they didn't have something like that already. Yeah, because, that was a misstep. Uh, you, you know, you see other cities that have the e-bikes. Those are like charging stations that you have to directly bring them back to. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they have a lot of different locations where you can drop these because then they just makes them less 
convenient to get around to go to certain places. Right. Then you're cutting into your time to get it back to where it needs to go. And it costs you an extra $10 to get it back. And then Mm -hmm. you're not actually where you want to be. Now you have to walk 10 minutes to get to where you want to go. So I'm reading this article just about it and like the the new way they're going. And uh, this is such a good point. I never thought about this. I just thought about the inconvenience of them being abandoned everywhere and, you know, people getting around them. But think about people who have mobility issues and in wheelchairs and they're coming along the sidewalk and then there's like two e-scooters there in the path. A lot of people can't necessarily just get up out of their wheelchair, move them out of the way, get back into their wheelchair and then keep going. Like their trip ends there because they have to like back up and find another way or go off the curb. Dangerous on the road. Like, yeah, they are. They are an obstacle that a lot of people just were not able to get around. Mm -hmm. So things to consider. But uh, hopefully we can get it together this year. I think they have value for people in the downtown core who don't have vehicles. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I use them to get out to a different part of the city that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. It's like a fun way to get out. It was nice weather. Didn't want to hop into an Uber or a cab or something like that. Yeah. Um, so great new way to explore different parts of the city. And they're a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And I was sad that I haven't seen them yet this year. So I really do hope we get it right and that this isn't just a pilot project. <laughs> project anymore. Please, Ottawa, let us have something fun (laughs) Fun. that's safe. (laughs) When you think useless, think of Stu. Everybody, welcome, welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right, everybody, on a Friday, it's time for Stu's useless fact. He is off today. We'll deliver the fact for him. You will text in your scores along with your handle to 10-0-30 on a scale of 1 to 10. What do you think of today's fact? I think, by and large, the week has been... Decent. Mm-hmm. Been decent. But I'm going to have to say <laughs> uh, that it's only because you've added the, you know, the extra cherry on top with every single fact he sent. You've what? done the research. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of work <laughs> making sense of his stuff. But this one, um, it's somewhat true, somewhat not true. But here, this oh, is what <laughs> it's a fact. Well, I mean, it, it's. In some cases, it's it's true. So okay. this is what he sent to us. I'm just trying to pull it up again here. Oh, man. I had it a second ago. I'm acting like Stu right now. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Male monkeys, he says, lose their hair on their heads in the same way that men do. Oh, like male pattern baldness. Right. Okay. Not quite true. So not all male monkeys. And in fact, it's some females too, hmm. which is just like humans. Mm-hmm. But uh, chimps mostly are the ones who go bald on their heads. Only some species of monkeys will do this. But chimps also will gray with age too. Oh. And like they'll get salt and pepper yeah, and then yeah. they'll get like more gray. But they get mostly gray at like mid age. And then it sort of falls off, whereas we get progressively more gray as we go. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's so. not that uncommon. I think, like, dogs and stuff will get graying in their face and yes. stuff when they get old. So that happens. But and the uh, fact that they lose their hair, yeah. like like we do, like 50% of human males, they say, will um, have hair loss by the time they're 50 and the same will be for chimps and some species of monkeys. But I mean, chimps are compared to us all the time. Like uh-huh. they, there's a lot of similarities between yeah. us and chimps. So 
Am I that surprised? No, not no, so much. No, not really. It's, ev- it's evolution. <laughs> are we? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think uh, bald monkeys are adorable, though. Yeah, I know they, they stay. They're they stay cute. <laughs> monkeys are just always cute. Yeah. I know you're not allowed, but I still want one one day. <laughs> All right, what are you going to give his fact today? Yeah, I think only like a five. Not yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, let's check the scores that came into ten zero thirty. Uh, tired teacher, same as you. Not really surprising. They are so closely DNA related to mm-hmm. humans. Giving it a five. Yeah. Sorry, Stu. Uh, Bitterman, a three for Stu and a seven for Angie for her research. See, I told you, <laughs> you're the one who's like giving him the extra points all week because you've done the research. The problem is he believes the internet and he doesn't <laughs> fact check things. <laughs> you got to fact check. Uh, early morning kids are giving it a 10. They said, oh my gosh, we did not know that. They love their animal facts. Hall of Famer, Bosch Traveler. Well, that is a bad, oh, oh sorry, a bald fact. And uh, I <laughs> can give him an eight this morning mm-hmm. bald monkeys interesting hazel eyed trucker uh oh wait there's no score oh yeah five you're giving it a five <laughs> and wonderful woody would like to know do they also do comb overs oh my gosh <laughs> that would imagine? be so adorable <laughs> oh please tell me somewhere somewhere a monkey has a comb and it's doing that like the full donald trump sweep <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> move mornings with stuntman Stu, angie and janelle on move 100 What's trending? So yesterday, Britney Spears got married. And on what should be your wedding day, you should be relaxing, getting your hair done and your makeup done. Uh, At her home where she was to get married, where the ceremony was, um, it was interrupted during the day when her first husband, Jason Alexander, showed up trying to crash the event. (sighs) live streaming it all on Instagram. But it, like what's remarkable is that he comes in like the back. I mean, she lives in a secluded like compound. He's coming yeah. through the bushes. Security is like, hey man, what's up? And he's like, oh, it's okay. I'm just going here. Brittany invited me. And he, he then manages to go through her bushes across her property in a back door into her home. It's wild. Up the stairs and is walking around where the bedrooms are. He's like talking to people and nobody's like... and. They're like, oh, hey, man, hey, uh, you know, you got to leave. And, like, just very calmly, you got to leave. <laughs> like, so weird. How are her bodyguards not on top of him yeah. at this point? I don't know. But this is some of his live stream. No, my name's Jason Alexander. Uh, Brittany invited me here. She's my first wife, my only wife. I'm her first husband. I'm here to crash the wedding. <laughs> I mean, I use the term wife loosely. They were married for a whole 55 hours. Yeah. And this was the guy she married in Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Also, yeah, yeah, Brittany invited me. You're yeah. just going to take this guy on that word? Yeah, but, right. I mean, uh, he got into her wedding tent as well. He did. The place looked pretty nice. It's beautiful. Big rose altar and the whole thing. He got into the tent, so we saw a look inside her wedding, which I'm sure we weren't supposed to see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they did finally arrest him, and her lawyers say they're livid, and they want him processed you know to the full extent mm-hmm. of the law whatever he's still in custody now but in the end she did end up getting married uh yesterday evening uh and it looks like it was a star-studded event so lots of celebrities were there like selena gomez and drew barrymore and paris oh, hilton okay. and um you know a bunch of uh people like that but uh no no one from her family except for her brother and her sons weren't there Oh, that's... I thought was that's weird. That's strange. Her 16-year-old and 15-year-old sons and her lawyer released a statement saying they're happy for their mom and hopeful 
of for Sam and Brittany's future together. It's their night, and we didn't want to take away from them. How would mm. your children take away from your wedding? Yeah, you'd you'd want to be there to celebrate. Yeah, that. that's that's, so that's a little, a little strange. Bit weird. But uh, apparently, she looked beautiful. Donatella Versace gown. Walked down the aisle to Elvis. Can't help falling in love with you. So Brittany's going to be sharing photos with us in in, oh, in yeah. minutes. I mean, yes. girl loves to share her life online. She's she's done it for a long time. I feel like she's going to sell the rights. You It'll be so? a magazine that has the spread for sure. Brittany's all about making money, or Sam is too. So. <laughs> I mean, Sam is. I yeah. feel like Brittany's like, yeah, I'll go topless all, on Instagram. <laughs> no, for sure. I think she'll sell the rights to all of these photos. And that's what's trending, brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. Stuntman's do. Angie and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. You know, it used to be when you would buy a product and open up the box, there'd be like a full Bible that you would have to read <laughs> of instructions to figure out how that product works or all the ins and outs. Some products are still that way. They still come mm-hmm. with those uh, level of instructions. But nowadays, you may notice that when you open up a box with something, it comes with like maybe a little card. And that like links to either a website or a YouTube video or something like that. They've gone away from the long, you know, pages of instructions. And they did that because they're realizing nobody reads them. <laughs> I was say, obviously, <laughs> nobody's reading them. Nobody reads them. They throw it out with the box it came in and then think they know how it works. <laughs> so here are the main reasons why people don't read instructions that they've discovered. A, they don't have time. B, we're lazy. C, we already know everything. <laughs> D, we aren't too bright. <laughs> e, we think common sense is enough. And F, which is the most important because we've all said F words while putting things together. (laughs) Instructions are poorly written. They are. They're so confusing. They're the worst. Like, yeah. I don't know if I like the way that Ikea does it or not because it's diagram-based versus actual words. But sometimes that diagram is still really difficult to understand Mm -hmm. in terms of putting things together. But, like, it's, it's so complicated. The jargon they use in instructions, it's like... No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I found when my little guy started getting into Lego even, like going through the pages, it's all pictures, right? Mm -hmm. But then you're trying to like figure out like in the 3D version of this, like where are they saying that this piece goes or whatever? But now there's a video link and you can just watch on video, then put it together. And it's so much easier to watch a YouTube video or some kind of video showing you how to do something than reading about doing something. Think about like the way people learn. A lot of people are like a hands-on kind of learner. So visual um, Mm -hmm. watching somebody do that is like... Yeah, makes sense. So the thing we're talking about today is when did you regret, though, not reading the instructions? (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes we think we got it all figured out and it isn't that way. Well, I can't tell you how many articles of clothing I've ruined because I never read the instructions. And tags are getting pretty vague, too. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes they the tag is so long, you have to cut it off because it's like the whole side of your shirt. So hopefully you remember that for the rest of eternity. Right. (laughs) And or sometimes, you know, like they just they they don't even give you a bone. Yeah, (laughs) they don't throw you a bone. All of the symbols that are on clothing tags, I have no idea what they mean other than the do not iron one like yeah. I, I don't know what those other symbols mean but mm-hmm. you know there's things that you throw in the dryer that shouldn't be i've shrunk so many things um now i am just getting to the point where i'm like eh, i should probably just leave this out yeah <laughs> and the other thing that i've done um certain articles of clothing they'll have like a extra pungent dye in oh, yeah. them mm-hmm. 
and you forget to wash that separately on its own for like the very first wash. And there's a tag that says, don't wash this with anything else. Nobody wants to do that. You'd rather <laughs> take the chance because it's more economical than throwing one thing in the washer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they throw it in with everything else and everything gets splotchy and distorted yeah. and you just ruin an entire load of laundry. Yeah, yeah. Been there and done that. I remember like years ago, and I'll say it was years ago just to save her grace here, but <laughs> my oldest was making craft dinner for the very first time. Now, if you've seen a box of craft Dinner lately, now they have photographs on the side of the box. They'll show you the pot boil. They'll show you the strainer drain. They'll show you like... Why are there even instructions? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> so, it used to be though that it was just written and it was very small. And so she missed the step. She got the boiling water. She throws the noodles in there. She missed... One small little word that made all the difference. Drain. (laughs) So she added the cheese package to the water and then just started mixing. And then is looking at me like, what did I do wrong? (laughs) Like, did you think the cheese was going to absorb all All that that water? water? Oh my gosh, she made mac and cheese soup. She did. And I mean, it's not a huge loss. It's a boss, Katie. But I was like, this is why you really have to read things, honey. Like, did did you make her eat it? Oh, God, no. no. (laughs) That's child abuse. Come on. (laughs) Maybe if it was more expensive mac and cheese, I would have. I don't know. But what do you regret not reading the instructions on? Give us a call, 750-1100. Tell us what went wrong. And you can also text it in at 10 Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Well, it turns out we don't really read the instructions, whether it's because we're lazy, we just don't have time, we think we know everything, or is it because... You're a man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what a lot of women are suggesting to us this morning. A lot of people are saying like, oh, yeah, that's just like a guy thing. And guys will realize they didn't read the instructions. It didn't work out. And then they finally listen to their wife and they sort it all out. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's true in my house because I'm the one who is tearing open the box and just like, yeah, 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 I'll figure it out. This piece looks like it fits here. This looks like it goes here. It looks like the picture on the box. We're good. <laughs> and Adam is the one who is like, Janelle, come on. Read the instructions. Read the instructions. <laughs> like, and he's reading them and he's going through. He's like a very detail-oriented, like follow-the-rules kind of guy. Well, not many people can build something out of nothing like you, though. <laughs> Already. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe that gives me the leg up. Yeah. I love this, though, because the, there is always that back and forth, push and pull. When it comes to instructions or directions, right, when yeah. they say males and females are always button heads on this stuff. Mark, I love his comment on Twitter. He said, one of the display rooms at Ikea should just be a couple fighting as they try Try to put the furniture together. <laughs> you so you want to show us real life Ikea. That's what you should do. Um, okay. So we've been asking you, like, when is that time you really regretted not reading the instructions? And full kudos to this guy for throwing his own self on the sword by telling us this story because we are dying. <laughs> so he says, okay, here goes, guys. We took our six kids on a camping holiday after buying a new tent. We drove two hours to get to the camping park. We put up the tent. Found the poles were missing. Oh. All of them. Oh. So we had to leave the campground, go find a motel for the night, then drove two hours home the next morning. Kids were all upset. 
holiday completely ruined. I contacted the company, tell them it was absolutely disgraceful how they ruined our family vacation. I wanted a full refund. And they replied to me, informing me that the tent that I had purchased does not have poles. Huh? It is an air tent <laughs> and requires only a pump to set up. Oh my so I just Googled one of these because I didn't even know that this was a thing. But yeah, you just pump up. And so where the poles would be, yeah. those are just like air poles. Oh. Like it, it like puffs up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh-uh. how did you not know that that's what you purchased? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. Surely gosh. there was instructions in there. Oh my gosh. That is some humble pie to and have to eat. To mortifyingly message them all angry like, you ruined our vacation. <laughs> Actually, dad. <laughs> Should have read the instructions. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, the big news this morning is that Britney Spears got married last night on a tent on her property at her home, and uh, that almost didn't happen because someone tried to crash the wedding earlier that day. Her ex-husband, Jason Alexander, you may remember the guy she married in Vegas that she knew since they were kids. Uh, They were married for a whole 55 hours. Give it up, dude. And he tried to crash the wedding. He got pretty far, though. He got on her property, inside her house, into the wedding tent while he live-streamed it on Instagram before he was tackled to the ground by yeah, security. Yeah, that's alarming. I think I'd be hiring some new security if I was Brittany. Like, kidding. What a weirdo. Got in. But her wedding did go off later that night with all kinds of celebrities there. Selena Gomez was there. Drew Barrymore. All the Paris and uh, the Hilton clan. Uh, her sons were not there, nor the rest of her family. Only her brother, which is mm. kind of weird. Uh, Katy Perry had a big day, speaking of Vegas and Vegas weddings. Uh, yesterday, she was given the key to Las Vegas and the Strip. Uh, she, of course, has a residency there, like everybody else, at Resorts World. And they declared June 8th to be Katy Perry Day in Vegas. Hmm. And this is what she had to say about her connection to the city. My aunt was a showgirl here. My grandma was a seamstress here. My dad grew up here. He ended up being a chauffeur here. My parents met here, they got married here, so it's only natural that I would be on the stage here eventually. Um, But I did not know or think I would be getting a key to the strip, which I hope unlocks some, like, better HVAC. It is really hot in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Such a dry heat, eh? Yeah. Like a sauna there. And that's what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right. Our final edition of Solo Word Wars. Stu will return to the battle on Monday. Um, but I'll play for both contestants once again. Who's going to play today? We have Jason and Tracy on the line, and Jason made it through first. Jason was really excited to just get through. Oh, <laughs> good morning, Jason. Bye. Hey, Bye. good job get getting through. through. <laughs> All right, Jason, you also get first choice of categories. We'll tell you what they are, and you decide which one you think, okay? Thank you. So Heather Dumont sent in our categories this morning. We have either baby or toddler. Mm. Uh, baby. Things to do with a baby. Okay. Here we go. They hold this in their hand and they shake it. It makes no, Yeah. And not a pacifier, but a... Soother? Yes. And they drink formula from a... Bottle. You push them in a... Push there them. Again. You push them in a... What do they call that? In, in Like, it has wheels. A stroller, a yeah, stroller, yeah, yeah, yeah. You change these when they're poopy. 
Diapers. Yeah, and your friends throw you this when you're having one. A, a baby shower. Yes. And they're, oh, they're so small. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, well done. questions was tied into the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Jason. Perfect score. My heart's beating so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) All right, hang on the line for a sec. We'll see. Maybe Tracy can tie this up. We'll see. Hey, Tracy. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm getting nervous now. (laughs) I would have preferred the baby category. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty easy. But uh, we're going to see how we do with the toddler category, and maybe we'll uh, get to a tiebreaker situation, all right? Okay. All right. Things to do with a toddler. Here we go. They crawl, and then they walk. And they throw a temper. Tantrum. And they drink orange or apple. Juice. And they're a baby, then they grow up to be a, like, not a child. Another word for a child. Infant? No, no. Uh, when they're older, a, a child. Teenager? No, okay, skip it. Uh, and they do this at the play. Oh no! Uh, when they're sitting down and you're teaching them uh, to pee and poo, what are they doing? Toilet training. But they're sitting on a little ah. kid's oh, potty potty, potty, potty training. training. We were getting stuck on kid. I needed you to say kid, not a child, but a kid. Yeah, that was the word we were troubled with. Oh, ah. Thanks for playing, though, Tracy. Thanks. Thanks, Tracy. Play again. Okay, bye. Man. Jason. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Strolling I'm away. Nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I, listened to, I, listened, I was listening this morning. I was listening to uh, to, to, to move on, on, on my Google Home, and uh, there's always a time delay. So I was just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to get through. Well, no delay in uh, working against you this morning. You got the win. Tell him what he's won. You're off to the movie theater. We've got a pair of Landmark Cinema passes, plus treats for two for movie lovers. Tickets and showtimes at LandmarkCinemas.com. I'll take my wife. Awesome. There you go. Enjoy. Enjoy. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> Stuntman's do. Angie and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. And we're going to check in with our friends from your morning for our little weekly chat. We have Amory Medawake joining us. Good morning. Hey guys, good morning to you. Um, I'm just looking through Instagram and this, because this topic of sharenting has come up, you know, when parents share their kids online. Oh, mm-hmm. they call it sharenting. Okay. <laughs> well, this is what I've learned. They've called it sharenting. And I, I find it interesting. I think my views on it have, well, some of them change, some of them haven't. So I have three kids that are just about to turn 15. And sort of once we hit that edge of middle school transition to high school, um, it became really important to check with them first before we put anything online. And they led that discussion and they were like, our friends follow you. And, you know, we've taught them about being responsible online. And so if I'm expecting them to be responsible online, I should owe them the same courtesy of saying, hey, are you okay with this? So a friend of mine actually, whenever she posts anything with her kids, uh, she'll always put, she always makes sure she puts used with permission. And I like that idea because oh. it gives the respect, right? It gives the respect back to the people that you're highlighting. She's not in the photo. It's her kids. Um, and I really like that idea of like, if we're going to teach our kids about consent in all areas, we might as well, I, I feel like we should just extend it to online as well and social media. That's a really good point. And what you said, like just echoes through the walls of my house too. Exactly the same thing. As soon as my kids reached a certain age, they were like, yeah, you know, same thing. Like my friends follow you. I don't think I want to be in your photos anymore. <laughs> but people often ask me, they're like, cause I only share stuff with my little guy and they're like, you just, you never with your girls. And I'm like, they're teenagers. They don't want to be seen anymore. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, I even ask his permission, even though he's little, I'd be like, do you want to be in this video? Because I never force him to be in stuff. 
But they're saying that actually, you know, there could be consequences to the amount of sharing we do of our kids. Yeah, and a lot of studies have pointed towards, um, you know, higher anxiety rates by your kids being on there or um, Mm. just that idea of, you know, I remember the first time my kid said, how many likes did that photo get? And that was my big red flag. I was like, you know what? I am not I am not setting this system up or at least I'm not going to enable this system with you. So, um, yeah, I, you see some of that in the study results that there's higher anxiety rates in kids and that things like, um, fraud, for example, in young people, because everything's up there. Think if you put a birth announcement up on social media, Uh. you've got location of hospital, first and last name, birth date It's very easy for anybody to create a false identity. And we are unfortunately seeing this, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the sort of darker side of that is an, and, if anyone ever asks, and I wait until they do, I always, you know, give them the information I have, which is I spent uh, a week with a sex crimes unit uh, years ago reporting, and and I will tell you there are people who go on Instagram because it is a free site, and they are looking for, you know, pictures of young children. And so mm. be very, very careful what you post. I know it may seem really cute, but, you know, just that's a fact for everyone to know is that that is an element that's out there. If you've got those really cute bathtub pictures that you want to share with your family, put them on a text and share them with your family. I wouldn't put, I personally, I would not put those on social media knowing what I know. Well, it's true. And they say more than half of parents uh, admit that they weren't even concerned about the repercussions down the line. But that being said, they're also saying that two thirds of identity fraud cases facing young people uh, by 2030 will be, will be where we're at. Two thirds. Well, wow. think of how much of their life very, is on there. Yeah, their high yeah. schools, like, you know, um, neighborhood teams that they play on. I mean, it'd be very, very easy to create a profile very fast. In fact, um, our, for whatever reason, I, I think it's because I, I wrote a series in the National Post when, when I was pregnant with them and then when they were born, their names and birth dates keep coming back onto Wikipedia, even though we keep trying to put them down. So we've actually put some um, changes to the spelling in their name for specifically oh. that reason. Oh, that's kind of smart. That's very smart. Yeah. Anyway, got to do what you got to help them out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, it wasn't the unusually strong DNA match that totally convinced Ottawa's Bob Hewson that he discovered a half-brother living in England. It was the photo. <laughs> he instantly knew. <laughs> so the photo was of Malcolm, who uh, turned up as half-uncle to Bob's son when he was doing a genealogical DNA search. So Malcolm, as it turns out, was born months after the end of the Second World War. He's now 76. And he was born in the seaside town where Bob's father, George was stationed during the war with the Royal Canadian Air Force. So uh, Bob's son Jeff told his dad, well, I just got a significant DNA hit with a man in the UK and it says he's my half uncle. (laughs) So you better take a look at this. And it was the picture that told Bob everything he needed to know. It was a spitting image of his father. And he said, there's something going on here. We need to investigate. So their father grew up in Ottawa, Le Breton Flats, listed with RCAF during the war, never talked much about his war experience, but the family thinks he was a mechanic and they knew where he was stationed in the seaside town in the UK. So he returned to Ottawa after the war. He started a taxi company here in town, worked on computers, worked for national defense. He eventually married Bob's mother. They had their two kids, Bob and Deborah. And then George passed away years ago, back in 2007. But the question is... Did he know he left a baby behind That's what in I'm England? I'm thinking, I wonder. The family says 100% 
no way he had any clue that he had had a child over there. I mean, they say they don't think that their dad would have been able to live with himself. He just wasn't Mm -hmm. that type of person to walk away from anything. So uh, Malcolm's mother, um, who put him up for adoption in the UK, the paper said at the time she had no way to support him. Malcolm was adopted by an English couple um, and they were always great parents. But of course, he was always curious. So he had submitted his DNA for testing five years ago, Mm -hmm. just with the purpose of, you know, where do I come from on this planet? Yeah. So for Malcolm, he got news first that he had a half brother and a half sister by two different fathers. And then he got news <laughs> that there was this half brother in Canada. He's got so, all these siblings. So he kind of wasn't surprised. He said his mother, it turns out, was a troubled woman who had several children and gave them all up for adoption. So Anyway, last week, after two years of COVID delays, these half-brothers met for the first time. Malcolm traveled here to Ottawa, and Bob could not take his eyes off him. He looks just like his father. The two men were clowning around just like brothers do. And since arriving in Canada, Malcolm spent time with his brother, gone to the Quebec Cottage together, they're touring around the city, got to see his father's grave at the Pinecrest Cemetery. Uh, They're going to take a trip to the Rocky Mountains, up to Calgary. So um, he said... Obviously, meeting his Canadian family has fulfilled a lifelong goal to know where he came from on this planet and now feels like his story is complete and found all these extra siblings around the world. (laughs) That's so nice, though, that they were able to connect. Yeah, absolutely. It is wild. Gotta love these DNA Mm -hmm. sites, these ancestry sites. They're making matches that no one would have had before. And that's all the feels on Move 100.